We are Living by the Word Ministries, a nonprofit organization dedicated to one cause. That cause is the truth given in the Holy Bible, which we believe is the inerrant and infallible Word of God, conferred to man to live by. We let the Word of God be the final authority as to what is or is not true. We strongly feel that if we do not expose false doctrine, we only encourage it. This ministry is designed to challenge you from an apologetic point of view. 1 Peter 3.15 instructs us to always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect. This is Michael Tinsley. Please stay tuned while we arm you, the believer, to keep living by the word. It's the noble thing to do. Well, yes, indeed, it is the noble thing to do to keep living by the word. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Living by the Word Ministries presentation of the Bible Information Brokers. My name is Daryl E.C.D. Fulton, one of the teammates, and I'll be introducing you to the other teammates momentarily and give information on how you can join the broadcast. But right now, without further ado, one of the main teammates, Brian Allen, is going to open us up in a word of prayer. B. Thank you, Daryl. Heavenly Father, Lord, we just thank you for another day, uh, another uh, another opportunity to yes. share your word, to giving answers to those that call in with, with, with Bible questions. Uh, Lord, we just thank you for everything that you do. We thank you, as I always say, for your grace, for your kindness, for your mercy, your forgiveness, Lord. Uh, man, because we don't deserve it. Mm. But we thank you for it, Lord. Lord, I just uh, ask, uh, pray a blessing on this radio show tonight, Lord. I pray for our engineer, Jared, Eric, uh, Daryl, Craig, and myself, Lord. Lord, I just pray that your Holy Gang, again, our Holy Spirit just moves. We die to self, Lord, yes. and let the Holy Spirit just move through this radio show. Lord, we just ask that we can, we'll just be faithful to your word, uh, to what you would have us do. And in all that we do, Lord, it isn't about me, it's not about Daryl Craig, anybody. It's about you. Mm. And we give you the praise, glory, and honor. Bring the people on that you want on, Lord. Lord, we just pray for the souls that don't know you who yes. are listening, Lord, that they come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. So again, Lord, we thank you. We give you praise, glory, and honor in Jesus' name. Amen. For Amen. Brian, thank you very much, my brother. We really appreciate that. And as Brian already introduced all the teammates, I'm going to just let you know how you can communicate with Eric, the most important one as far as I'm concerned. He's going to set up the calls and get everybody ready for the broadcast. If you have a question at all, please take an opportunity to call Eric right now at 888-995-KKLA. 888-995-KKLA is a number numerically translated as 888-995-5552. And as I say, and some people take my words, telephonically, we will receive your phone call and talk with you at 888-995-5552. Everything else is Bible Information Brokers. Facebook, email, tweet, messenger. Bible Info Brokers is the address to those formats on a .com website. Bible Info Brokers, you can send us an email. You can send us a tweet, messenger, or even on Facebook right now. If you're listening to us or even watching us by way of Facebook, um, by video, then you can also click that button that has a little right-hand turn that says share and let everybody know in your contact list that you're listening to Living by the Word Ministries presentation.
presentation of the Bible Information Brokers, a live presentation. So all over the world, they can join us right now live by that mechanism, by you simply sharing, by clicking that button. And those of you that are out there in cyberspace, Facebook, please check in. Type in your name, send us an emoji or something like that. Even like us if you'd be so kind. Let us know that you're out there in this sort of a semi-cyberspace roll call, if you would. And so without further ado, Brian has already introduced the teammates, and I'm going to bring up Professor Craig Hawkins and ask him how is he doing today, tonight, right now. PCH, how are you, sir? Well, I was doing pretty good. But <laughs> Brian said some things that bothered me. What did he say, Craig? Pray tell. He said it's not. He said it's not about us. It's not. Because remember, we talked to the union rep. The only thing is about us is our breaks. And I think we all got those set. Oh, and so, man. And so appropriately, we'll be breaking at the appropriate time. <laughs> and then, you know, that way we recognize what Brian said appropriately in his prayer. It is not all about us, but it's about Jesus. Okay, but you're, you're sure about that. Pretty positive. <laughs> <laughs> but good hearing you, brother. How are you feeling today? I'm doing okay. It's just a long day, man. Yeah, I know, brother. Just tell me about it. Tell day. me about it. And listen, folks, keep keep us in your prayers. I'll be traveling coming up in the coming weeks, so keep keep me in your prayers as I uh, travel again. Out, uh, not out the country, actually, just uh, one of the territories we have, and just uh, lift me up in prayer, and also remember us in prayer. You know, we we have a good time on the radio broadcast. We want to answer all your questions as um, from a biblical perspective, but we definitely covered your prayers. Uh, the Lord covers it, but we just really covered your prayers. We ask you that you continue to pray for us, lift up us individually and collectively as a team as we continue week in and week out as the Lord wills to come to you with more information from the Bible. I uh, ergo the Bible information brokers. Uh, Greg, go ahead. I mean, I'm Brian. Go ahead. No, I was just I just said second week in a row. I'm checking dictionary. dot com and still can't find telephonically. So you know what? You're looking uh, at the wrong dictionary, Craig. Uh, see, that's see, did you, Craig. You got that bus thing going on. You almost got it together last week. Prepare you, it and get ready for it because you know how it is. And, he, <laughs> and usually it starts off by <clears throat> uh, Daryl, um, or he says, you know, what's interesting is that's usually how you start off, and you know you're about to get rolled over. So, ladies and gentlemen, we appreciate you <laughs> listening in and calling in. And what we're going to do right now is go through the phone calls because it is. Telephonically, they're calling in, Brian, at 888-995-5552. You okay, brother? Um, 888-995-5552. Craig, he's going to be okay. I think he's going to be okay today. Let's go to Rick, guys, in the city of Los Angeles, and thank Rick for holding on and calling in. Hey, thank you guys for taking my call. I'm going to give you guys, you know, the really short version of this. But uh, I've been going through a lot, you know, the last uh, year plus with my mom and her health, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, I've been staying, you know, because of the virus and everything, you know, been staying away from people, you know, because I didn't want to get infected and, and you know, to bring it home to my mother because, you know, the obvious reason. And a group of friends, of, uh, a group of friends that, that I've known for probably about, like, going on, like, eight, ten years that I've played softball with, known them, done other things with them. Uh, one, two of the ladies in that group are lesbians. They adopted a child uh, uh, probably about like ten years ago. And I hadn't seen them in about, you know, since before the pandemic. And uh, I got an opportunity to see them um, <clears throat> about a month ago. Uh, they invited me to play softball with them. And the one of the mothers had told me um, like a month before that, we were friends on social media and um, on there. She says, oh, little man is asking about you. You know, he says he hasn't seen you because they continue to play. And I haven't gone out there in L.A. because I'm living with my mother's living with me. And I'm about an hour and a half away from there and uh, uh, living in uh, uh, Banning, uh, the Beaumont Banning area. 
And I saw the, the child, and, you know, he's now, like, in junior high, and now, you know, his voice dropped. He started to get peach fuzz. And, you know, when I, when I saw him, I'm like, wow, I'm like, your voice is really deep. And I go, look at that peach fuzz, you know. And then I said, oh, do you have a little peach fuzz down there, too, you know? Wow. A very, uh, you know, uh, uh, in, in my opinion, and, and tell me if I'm wrong, you know, something that your uncle would tell you, your grandpa, you know, you know, just kind of like, you know, you're coming a, a man, you know. Right. And I just said, like, oh, are you getting peach fuzz down there? And apparently someone in the group there took that as, like, very inappropriate, and the majority of the group unfriended me on social media. And, you know, I, I talked to one of the guys from the group yesterday, and he told me, he's like, hey, uh, just so you know, and I'm like, you know what I said? I hadn't even realized that they had unfriended me. Mm-hmm. You know, so he started to tell me everything, and he said, no, nah, man. He said, look, I, I didn't do it. Other person didn't do it. One of the one of the girls in the group also, who one time, you know, she had had a little bit too much to drink at a USC football game, you know, and I and she was like, oh, I'm going to take an Uber home, a bus, and then a, uh, the train, and then an Uber home. I said, no. I said, we're taking you home, you know. Okay, Rick. Let me let me do this, Rick. Rick, let me let me let me interrupt you, Rick. Only because less details. Let's get right to the point, so we can try to deal with this question. My my, my thing on this is, uh, I mean, I'm hurt and offended because those were not my intentions, and I don't think I said anything out of line. Right. And I I just don't know how to proceed with the world with this. You know, do I go and say, hey, you know? But I'm I've had you know people like this that are in grades, you know, over and over again, you know, and, and you know, I've tried to help people. Yeah, wait, you know, yeah gotcha, man. This is, a t- this is not a, it's necessarily, in my opinion, a tough situation, even though it's a very sensitive situation that you could deal with, because yeah. where I understand that you told us the story, you got, you correct me if I'm wrong, is that something you did or said offended someone else by the yeah. actions that happened with the, uh, the unfriending and everything like that on the social media. And so then you were offended by the offense that possibly happened um, by, by your words or by your actions. So I'm going to simply say this. The Bible talks about the principles, whether it's uh, I'm the one always talks about a brother, go to a brother. But I always try to use the principles of uh, what I learned in the word of God and in, inter- in dealing with people, no matter if they're believer or not, to see if that works. And one of the principles uh, about someone, that I offend someone is I think it's in Matthew five where it talks about if you're if you find out that you offended someone or somebody have something against you, then leave your gift at the altar and then try to go make uh, you know peace with that person. And the Bible talks about I don't get on kind of paraphrasing about uh, living with everybody all that's within you with peace. And so if I found out that and again I could be offended by the fact that someone took what I did the wrong way, but if I found out that what I did was in some kind of way or feeling in the, in the in the environment I'm in was inappropriate for that environment, then I am going to ask for forgiveness. I am going to say, hey, I'm sorry, it wasn't my intent, and talk with those people individually, irregardless if it's a big rumor now, and it may be out there like that. But I think that by you being a believer, maintaining a certain degree of um, a grace and uh, sort of like want to get uh, – you know, live with people in peace, you would take that mentality before you would get offended, even though you may be, you deal with that offense, but at least deal with the idea that you possibly offended someone first that initiated or in police where we used to call it the fruit of the poisonous tree. That's my thoughts on it. Brian and Craig, you have anything else? I, I, I don't. Correct. 
PCH, are you there? I, I completely agree, Daryl. I, I get I get what he's saying, and I appreciate that, Rick. But but they took offense at it, and I can understand it. Look, we live in a weird day. There's a lot of weird people. Uh, look, I know it's not what you intended. That's not where you're going. I get what you're, the angle you were saying, but I do understand how someone could be offended by that. And I just have to agree with Daryl. And as the passage says, if someone has ought with you, then we need to go and try to make it right. You're being the bigger man. It's not what you intended. It's not what you're about. But you're trying to mend fences. And for the sake of the gospel and having an influence, in these ladies' lives and in this young man. Uh, otherwise, you're pro- you could well be cut off from them. So uh, I would take, that, you know, that's the job of a Christian. We, uh, we, uh, we take the high road. We apologize sometimes when we really have nothing to, to apologize for as far as what we intended to do. But we take that into consideration, and we do what we do is right so that we can have relation with people. So I, I just, uh, yeah, I would just, what I would do personally is all I can say. I would apologize and say, look, it's really not what I intended, but I understand why some people would find that offensive and, uh, you know, inappropriate. I get that. I apologize. That's not my intent. That's not where I was coming from. And leave it at that. And those who are going to accept you as genuine and being authentic, then you're going to have a relationship with them. The other ones, that's already broken. Uh, That chain has already come to an end. So mend the fence, to mix my metaphors, Mm -hmm. with the ones that you can. Yes, that's, that's my thoughts on that, Daryl. Hey, hey, Rick, uh, you know, matter of fact, man, uh, I, I would ask that you do that. I'm just going to ask, are you going to do something along that line? Because if you do, we really want you to report back to us and tell us how it turned out. Yeah, uh, yeah. what I'm going to do is, I mean, uh, like the mother had told me like um, a month or two earlier, like, oh, little man is asking for and that, And I've been through a lot, and sure. it just warmed my, it warmed my heart that a little kid is going, hey, I miss him, you know? Right, right. You know, because I was, you know, Sports-wise and stuff like that, gotcha, and, and gotcha. I was just like, you know. So uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna reach out. I'm gonna reach out to the mother and just, you know, say, look, uh, like you said, I, 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 I'm, I'm about my father's business. Nothing like that, you know. You know, I kind of saw him like a little nephew or something yeah, like sure, that. You know, sure. I, I'm, I, I'm sorry, I offended you. I'm sorry, I offended you. And uh, the, the weird thing is that my friend told me he's like, the mothers weren't offended. Once somebody like pointed something out, then it became an issue, and I was like, Again. "Wow!" I mean, and that's why, Rick, if I could, know. before we go to other callers, I would express the fact that things that we do can have a vicarious nature uh, in them. And so I'm just calling it the fruit of the poisonous tree. If you kind of get my example, because none of this would have yeah. came about without your statements. Okay, my brother. Yeah, appreciate you, bro. Okay. Let us know what happened. Okay. okay. God bless, man. Triple eight Brian nine nine five 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 two is a number. Triple eight nine nine five 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 two is a number for your open honest questions. We want to give you a biblical response. Call Eric right now. He has some open lines. Matter of fact, all the lines are open. Some people called in. We have those questions, Monica. We're gonna deal with your question in a second. But folks, take an opportunity to call in right now. Get those lines filled up. Let's have a seamless and many questions show by calling in triple eight nine nine five 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 two triple eight nine nine five 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 two. Everything else is Bible Info Brokers. Brian Facebook email, tweet, a messenger, Bible info brokers. Um, I see here that uh, Monica called in and she wanted uh, she didn't want to go on the air, but she wanted to know if we can cast out or can we be cast out by God by uh, for blaspheming and be and being angry at God, albeit temporarily. <laughs> 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 I'm sorry. That last part got me, Brian. Go ahead, brother. 
Well, well, for one, I'll be it temporarily. In, yeah, exactly. That, that says it right there. If uh, you, you were angry at God, and people do get angry at God because of certain situations, certain circumstances, but they ask for forgiveness, right? I'll be it temporarily, and they ask for forgiveness. God's going to forgive them if they're truly if they truly repent. And then the other question I, I would have to ask, if Monica's on the line, is what does she mean by blasphemy? You know, uh, people call in asking if uh, what happens if they blaspheme the Holy Spirit. What does that mean? Or if they uh, blaspheme by like using God's name in vain or something. There are some actions. Yeah. So I I really would like to know what she means by that. Uh, So with that being said, I think with her asking, albeit temporarily, (laughs) that's basically telling me that she. for uh, wants forgiveness for what she did or said or committing blasphemy, whatever that was in in her, with her definition of it, and uh, yeah, God, if, if if as a Christian, if you truly repent of your sins, God's going to forgive you. This casting out thing, I really wish that Monica can in some kind of way communicate what she meant by casting That's out. That's yeah, another like, thing like, on this. But it's pretty, is God pretty gonna, loaded. There. Is God going to just kick you out altogether? Yeah. And then, but I'll be a temporarily bring you back. So. <laughs> Um, Good. Hey, it's an interesting question. Uh, Craig, you have any thoughts on this, uh, albeit? Well, I, I'm just not going to read too much into it. She just, I think she just means she's going to throw you out of the kingdom. In other mm-hmm. words, uh, kick him out of the kingdom. And I'm going to say no. And, of course, we would say blasphemy ultimately is is manifested in rejection of Christ as your Lord and Savior. So by definition, she hasn't done that, so it doesn't apply. I mean, look. A couple of things for Monica and for all of us, for that matter. So we would define blasphemy of the Holy Spirit not just by the certain signs, but it's ultimately rejecting the work of Jesus Christ, and that is blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. You are rejecting His work for you, and that's a sin for which there is no forgiveness because you're rejecting the only way of forgiveness. But look, if we're honest, almost all of us at one time or another have been mad at God, um, if we're honest. Now, God's big enough, He can handle it. Well, like, God's good. Is He so sensitive? Is He so, what's the word I want? Sensitive, uh, thin-skinned, that He takes anything, any slight, real or imagined, and He's just upset with us and is going to let us have it? No, I don't think so. So I think we need to have a bigger view of God, on the one hand. But God is gracious. He does, He understands that we're but dust. You know, add some water and you you get mud. I mean, that's who we are. But but I do want to say this. I, I think it's times we need as Christians need to grow up. And and I understand when things don't go the way we want them to, and some pretty bad things can happen to people. But the idea that God has failed us, or God owes us an explanation, I understand the thought, the sentiment, but it's totally misplaced. We have this idea that we're really so smart, and we know how things go, should go, and God doesn't, and so now He owes me. Uh, God doesn't owe us anything. He's gracious and He's kind, and often gives us explanations and peace and so on and so forth. But this, we've really got to get over ourselves. And I'm speaking to all of us. Uh, I've hung around some pretty bright people. People with two, three earned PhDs from not 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 honorary degrees and not from podunk schools, from the best schools in the world like Oxford and Cambridge and other schools like that. And none of us are that smart. Look, there's God doesn't owe us any explanations. He's gracious. He's kind. I think of Job. Job thought he was telling God where it was, and God's like, oh, really? You want to play this game with me? Let's, let me ask you some questions. So I did want to challenge Christians. Not I'm not trying to, to, to uh, you know, uh, 
bust their jaws, if you will, but but I am trying to bring uh, their chops, as we say, but bring it up. Look, you don't have it all together. You don't. Things don't work out the way you want. Oh, wow, you're the standard? You know what's best for everybody? No. We, if we're honest, if we say, well, Lord, this hurts me, a loved one of mine or I was hurt, and this hurts me, I think that's legitimate. I'm yeah. angry. I'm upset. Okay, that's legitimate. But this idea that like somehow we know better than God has really just got to go. That's on the pit of hell. Yeah. That's just rank knuckleheadedness. You don't know. I don't know. We don't know better than God. We don't have his wisdom and his abilities, and we need a little humility and go, Lord. And again, I don't think it's wrong to ask God. I I don't think it's wrong to say, I don't understand God, and I'm angry, and this hurts me. But when we start this game of like, okay, you gotta, you gotta tell me, and we—that's childish. You owe me one, God. You owe me one. You you wouldn't give me a razor blade to play with, and I'm mad at you because you're not a good, loving daddy. Because I can't play with the razor blade. I think I think that's dangerous, Craig. When you have that kind of attitude towards God, I I think now you're playing with fire. A little bit too familiar. Yeah, a little bit too familiar. You don't do that with your parents, but yet you're gonna do it with God. Yeah, yeah, and it's even our early parents you know sometimes we wonder, but I, I don't I'm not down I'm not berating someone for for feeling hurt and dejected and feeling that God failed you, but you, that's a feeling and you need to get over it and move on because it's not true. Well, I'm telling you this I believe this is all my heart. On Judgment Day at the Bama Seat of Christ in 2 Corinthians 5.10, uh, God will not be having to explain himself to us. He will not be apologizing to any of us. We will be doing a whole lot of apologizing. Yeah. I fully expect that I'm going to have to uh, own a lot of stuff that I did and I thought was okay or in my limited understanding or my, frankly, sinful nature. But I don't see God handing apologies out to anybody you know what Craig? i'm gonna bring monica on she actually called back in i'll just make one comment as i bring her on that we are gonna have to deal with god from every idle word that we talked about and we will be judged by that by god um and i don't know we, i want to talk about that later on maybe about is that the judgment or is that for all of mankind um but monica welcome back welcome um on the show and thank you for what the question is maybe you can bring some clarity to it even though we you know we're not gonna spend too much more time on it but i want to get your thoughts Hi, sir. Hi, you guys. Good evening. Yes, I. that was not the right question. What I was asking was, the Bible says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. My problem is, when I'm frustrated or angry with somebody, I say horrible things. Yeah, Monica, do me a favor. Hold on one second, Monica. I need to interrupt you, and I apologize for that, but I hear a background noise, so if you're near a radio or something like that, please either turn it down or off so that we don't have that feedback, and I'm hearing uh, voices and echoes in the background. Yes, Thank you very much. Yes, please go right ahead. Yes, so, um, so when I'm frustrated, I lash out saying things. At that moment, I feel like it's the right thing to say, and when I go back, it is horrible. Right. It is things that a woman of God should not be judging people and saying that this person is that and this and that and this. And I keep doing it. I keep, you know, I say, sorry, I really mean, you know, I really mean repentance. And I'm, I'm struggling in this area. So the question was, because I keep doing this thing, is am I is God like done you know is I'm, I'm I just don't want to be you know cast from him for yeah. continuing 
and the sin that I know is not right, and I'm struggling, and gotcha. I, I don't mean to be what I say. In my heart, in my heart, I have like absolute love, but the minute I get frustrated, there is no love coming out of my mouth. I'm gonna tell you something, Monica. Uh, today at church, um, Pastor Cooper was talking about uh, the purity and living a, a pure Christian life. I invite you to go on um, either Lincoln Avenue uh, Church or Fresh Encounter Ministries. I'll, if you send me an email, I'll send you the link uh, to it, whereby you can hear the sermon or sermon series dealing with purity. And it's interesting that we had a call last week from Jonathan in regards to the same right. issue, but not the same issue that you're dealing with, another issue. But we're struggling and struggling quite often with the uh, what we do in life and, you know, and that type of stuff. But I don't think Craig, my or Brian answer would change. The answer was appropriate as far as I'm concerned of what you explained in regards to what you're going through, unless you guys want to add anything else. Well, I think Monica needs to understand, too, that, um, you know, we all struggle with certain things, Okay. And, uh, you know, the, the, the devil knows where our weak points are and he's going to keep jabbing and jabbing and jabbing at those weak points. And so what I do like is hearing you say that, uh, that you're struggling and it bothers you and, you know, you want to, you want to do something about it. And so that, that's the good part insofar as you realize that and understand that. And so, um, uh, Going to the Word of God, uh, being in prayer uh, are, are a couple of the things that you can do. Uh, knowing when something happens and you're about to have that that outbreak, uh, you know, ask the Lord. Bring bring up the passage that deals with that anger, okay, scripture. with that scripture. You know, we, we, we see Jesus when he's tempted of the devil, you know, he uses scripture, Gregraptai, Satan, it is written. And you can do the same thing. Satan, it is written, and use God's word. Okay, and, and those are just a couple of uh, couple of examples that I can think of. Uh, but the fact is, you know that you have uh, that sin. You know you're going to be a, uh, attacked in that area, and so now you know how to fight that attack as well. Craig, Indeed. anything else, Craig? Well, sure. What you guys have. So I think I think what we said does relate to what she said. And exactly. I would just argue. Look at this. So you you're a Christian, so you struggle with sin, but you you get convicted, so that's a great sign. But I would dispute one thing you said. You said you don't mean it. I would argue in one sense you probably do mean it. <laughs> you just didn't mean to say it um, yeah, because and, and that's where the passage. That's where the passage you quoted comes from, from the abundance of the, of the heart the mouth speaks. So, But you didn't mean to say it, and you feel badly that you said it. So I would personally, I would own that I, you mean it. Just, God, help me okay. self-control, the fruit of the Spirit. Galatians 5, also James 1 and 2, the tongue is a world mm-hmm. of iniquity. And, and, and just continue to pray and ask for God to, to help you. Uh, show self-control. Um, and, you know, again, I know you're being convicted, and so I don't want to beat you up on that. Right. It's just, I just think it's healthy to own our stuff. Oh, no, I mean it. I just shouldn't have said it. So, so, you guys are absolutely you, right. And, um, and, and like you said, it, it's, it's true. I, I mean, at that time, I mean what I say. And, <laughs> and, but when I go back to it, it's so horrible. And it's like, oh, my God, I don't, 
You know, I don't. Yeah, you scared. You scared. One of Monica's. <laughs> God knows that. Exactly. And, and he knows you're going to repent, and and that's where we want to go. And what you just need is is, and it just takes practice, and it takes reliance upon God, and and filling yourself with Scripture. And look, when I was. When I was a young believer, I, I don't know your age, but when I was a young believer, uh, I cussed every other word. I used cuss words <laughs> like conjunctions. I thought they were to be used in every sentence, and I had a horrible time um, to stop talking like that. And, but by the grace of God, and, and through a lot of growth, I mean, the Lord helped me eventually do that. And part of it was I decided to say, Lord, I, I was so kind of ashamed of my mouth. I I would be talking to people who I didn't cuss, and they would just come right out of my mouth. It was my fault. But I, I really just I asked for God for His grace and power, and by reading the Word and meditating on the Word, eventually, you know, by God's grace, I overcame that. I'm always reluctant to say I overcame a sin, because then I inevitably get tempted for it the next day. But um, but um, at any rate, what I'm saying is, you can and will, you persevere like you're doing, you're doing the right thing, you're, you're on target, and just know eventually you will overcome this. Uh, but... You know, mm-hmm. some sins we struggle with our whole lives, and, but it's the key is that you're struggling, and yes. that tells yeah. me you're a believer. Indeed, that's you know what? Like Craig said, you you know you're being you're being attacked, which means you know um, you're doing something right in the kingdom. Because if you weren't, you wouldn't be getting attacked. And so, uh, well, I just, uh, you know what, Monica, we really appreciate your phone call, and uh, I'm going to tell you something. You didn't. Call me. I didn't talk to you today. And Craig, you must you must know my my grandfather very well on my mama's side because I wrote and I just showed Brian my text. I have a question like this considered. And I was saying about the way you were raised. I'm just curious, Monica. Is this out of habit, baby? Mm-hmm. By the way you were raised, because the way I was raised. Well, see, that's what I'm trying to say. I was I was raised in a household that. On my mama's side, I'm just gonna say it. Folks that know them, that I'll say that I'll, I'll say do set on the phone. They, they know who they are. On my mama's side, Mac used to. My grandpa did not say a cuss. Word. He did not say cuss word. He said paragraphs and short stories. Very seldom to use one common regular word. And so I remember getting in trouble in the fourth grade for the same thing. I held my tongue, but boy, when I got loose because my guys went open the door, Miss Thompson in Louisiana caught me and I, I disappointed her disappointed a lot of people in life but on my father's side I've never heard my father say a bad word until I was over 30 years old and he was just describing what someone else says so you can be in a situation like that the way you were raised and like Craig said you meant it you just didn't mean to get busted and now you were scared that God's going to catch you out and he's not because you are struggling you are being maturated you are going through a sanctification process and as we all are oh yeah Monica, thank you very much for your phone call. Send me that um, email. I may, as a matter of fact, I may post it on our website about the uh, the sermon that was today and the series coming up. So, but thank you very much for your call, Monica. Excellent call. Appreciate thank you. Thank you so much, you guys. God bless. All righty. Take care, Monica. Craig, you know, you're a mean guy, Craig. You're up there telling people, you know, yeah, 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 you meant it. Yeah, you meant it. That's 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 very discerning, but mean, Craig. Can you say that a different way? <laughs> yeah, Craig, 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 he has a big old grin on his face. Somebody said to me one time, because I was disagreeing with somebody, and they said, but can't you say that? They said to me, can't you say that in an encouraging manner? And I said, look, I'm trying to, 
I'm speaking faithful to the wounds of a friend. Better is open rebuke than hidden love. I said, basically, my point was, I'm not trying to put them down. I'm trying to call it as I see it. And I would be unloving and dishonest if I didn't say it that way. So, you know, sometimes you you hear this compliment. You got to do the sandwich. Compliment, critique, compliment. Well, sometimes, though, I'm not in the mood to plant flowers. You know what I'm saying? Same with God. Another friend says, plant flowers, make it look nice, make it smell nice. Orchids, not onions. Well, you know, I, I think of uh, Dr. Walter Martin giving one of his, uh, giving one of his lectures, and he, he said the same thing. He said, you know, Dr. Martin, that's true, but can't you be a little nicer? And he repeated what he said, but he said it in a flowery way, and it just didn't come out right. You know what, you guys remember that commercial with the cold slap in the face? What was that? Whatever oh, that. Yeah. yeah, what was that? It was a, some kind of cologne. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Just cold slap in the face. That's what you need. I mean, don't get me wrong. We're, we're talking this, man. I'm sure uh, the ladies might say it differently. Cause I've heard a lot of times from my female family members and friends that, you know, you, you're telling me the truth, but couldn't you just say it in this this way we just described? And then my and, answer would be no. Well, yes, that's 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 correct at the time. So <laughs> forgive me. I say blame it on my. What is, no, I don't blame it on nothing. You need to hear what you heard. One triple eight nine nine five 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 two is the number. Well, well, you know when when what, Jesus Brian? when Jesus you know whoa he turned over the money changers <laughs> and he cleaned the house up. See that was that's my, I'm, I'm gonna say this, Craig. Tell me, tell me, Craig, if I'm if I'm improper in my uh, exegesis in this particular verse with Jesus was doing the woes and he was like Brian said, turned the money changer and said that was Jesus being loving and kind and speaking the truth in love when he said, "Woe to you, all you this and that and that and that." Is that speaking the uh, the word in love or is it some kind of Doctor Spock type love psychological or, thing that we have going on? Or you can ask the well, question. You, know. you, you can ask him, did he sin? No, he did not. Yeah, there's a time and a place, and there's a different approach uh, to way to talk to people. But sometimes it it is a just straight front confrontation, yeah. an admonition. That's why Paul says, "If I become your enemy, because yep. I tell you the truth." Indeed. And so we want to tell the truth. I, I would argue, basically, love divorce from truth is the worst form of indeed. Uh, we just want we want somebody to say with a smile or a nice, a smooth. Uh, reassuring voice. Well, look, if you're about to get run over by a truck and somebody either grabs you or yells at you yes. to get out of the way, uh, that's what I call love. And you know what? I'm, I'm going to say this, and we can move on. And this, Brian, you have something else you want to say in regards to how we open up the broadcast when uh, our good buddy Michael Tinsley is doing the opening. And we talk about doing our our, our defense, our apologia, about doing it with gentleness and respect. But it doesn't mean in this, um, if I can say, psychological uh, sandwiching form, as, as Craig said, um, you know, what little cookie on the front, uh, give me the hot fire in the middle, and then give me a cookie at the end. Uh, again, life is too serious. The, the Satan is no joke. Uh, the spiritual warfare we're dealing with is, is is not serious. There's no joy. I don't get any joy in telling anybody about themselves and going through the various things that they go through. But I tell you one thing, that if, if, I, if I had to let me be offended, about how you say something to me, but please tell me the truth. Right. Tell me the truth. Well, I, I look at it this way, you know, God created emotions. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Craig used the example, if you see a car coming down the street and the little kids in the middle of the road, you're going to yell, get out the way. Indeed. You know, what do you, you say? Oh, why are you yelling at my child? Yeah, and <laughs> get hit by a car because of somebody, you don't yell at me, you're not my daddy. Anyway. Exactly. Brian, you know what? Talking about not your daddy. 
let the people know how they can participate in this broadcast in a financial way so that we can move on to the other calls as I give the number and the uh, email address, how they can uh, send us a question tonight, 888 995 is the number. Keith and Eric, hold on. We're going to get to your call in a second. Those that want to join in by way of Internet, uh, by way of email or Messenger or Tweet, it's Bible Info Brokers in those appropriate formats. Brian. Yeah, Daryl, they can participate a couple ways. They can just uh, go right to the website, BibleInfoBrokers.com, BibleInfoBrokers.com. Click on the link that says support and donate and give that way. Real simple, real easy. And their donations will get, uh, you know, will get the donations immediately. Or if those that uh, would like to mail in their check or cash their check money or whatever the case, they can make it out to Living by the Word, Living by the Word, P.O. Box 90477. 90477 in Los Angeles, California, 90009. That's the way they can give. Uh, I do want to thank those that, that support this yes. ministry. I want to thank those that pray for this ministry. Uh, we, we've been on the air 25 years. I'm, I'm just going to say that. That's a safe n- number. But we're on the air because of your faithfulness, because you do donate to this ministry, that you do pray for this ministry, and we thank you for that. And, and I'm really serious about the prayer aspect of yes. it. It's, it's, a, it, it's spiritual warfare. Um, I think Craig said a long time, the devil hates our guts. And that's true. does not want us on the air, but by your faithfulness, by your giving, by your prayers, uh, we're still on the air answering Bible questions. And I think, Daryl, uh, through all of these years, we've only been off on a recorded uh, on a recorded call one time, I think. That's totally dispute. We have to check the records. Exactly. But I think it's <laughs> one time. So anyway, uh, and, and it's because uh, by the grace yes. of God uh, mm-hmm. and by the Lord leading you guys to pray for mm-hmm. us and, and give to us financially. 100 percent, Brian. Mm-hmm. I really appreciate that. Indeed. Um, we're going to give you more information about some of the resources. But if you go to our website, you can see the various resources uh, that we have um, for the Bible Information Brokers. Um, take an opportunity to go to our dot com website, BibleInfoBrokers.com. Check out the resources even as the broadcast is going on. But please prayerfully consider how you can participate even in a live broadcast. Those that are not calling in, then pray that the callers that call in are answering, are asking questions that are glorify God and that we will answer them for the same glorification of God and edification of everyone concerned. Let's um, go back to the phone calls and talk with Eric from Los Angeles. Eric, thanks for holding on and calling in. Yeah, thanks for taking my call. Um, so, uh, Eric, the call center said that you guys might have addressed this topic within the last couple of weeks, and uh, so I think this is um, a good follow-up to the point you guys just made about uh, we need to speak the truth to each other, we need to address the truth and love to each other. It's a real big topic, so I'm going to cover a few of the points, and maybe you can pick up on what you didn't cover previously. So um, William Lane Craig's uh, book, uh, The Quest for the Historical Adam, has uh, been out for a few months now. And, of course, it opens up that huge uh, 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 nuclear bomb topic of um, young, young Earth creationism versus, I guess, what we might call... Uh, there are many different terms, what we might call day-age um, theory imbued with uh, theistic um, evolution. And I believe he coined, and, and by the way, I, I do want to mention, um, you guys, of course, know who William Lane Craig is. Um, great conservative theologian, one of the most brilliant 
theological minds of our our, our recent um, era. And uh, being from Southern California, you know, I've I've followed you, Craig. I follow I've followed Greg Coco, William Lane Craig, many others. Uh, and you guys do great work. And I, I'm, I'm going to guess that maybe you, you disagree with his um, uh, um, his uh, position with regards to the historical Adam. But some of the topics I might like to ask you to address is, um, of course, his position that Genesis 1 through 11, he's coined the term um, mytho-history, that it's, it's a mythology. Um you know, I, I hope a lot of Christians understand. I've found in even my own discussions, a lot of Christians don't. That and Craig, I know you'll elaborate on this. That the Bible is full of different kinds of literature, and actually, even within the same books, you know, we have this. And, and yeah, now, Eric, Eric let me do this. Understand. Eric, do, do me a favor, Eric. Let's get right. Let's get to the question part of it, please, so we can address that. Okay. We appreciate the dialogue right. beforehand, though. Yeah. So you, you know, the different parts of uh, literature within Genesis. Is Genesis one through eleven? Do you consider it a mytho history or um, or not? Um, if, and also, then if you were hold, if you hold the young earth creationism, um, maybe some views on the flood. Um, if a young earth creationist would have to hold to a worldwide flood, I think the age theorists hold to a localized flood. And so on. So I think gotcha. yeah. Okay, Eric, let me say this before uh, Professor O'Brien uh, take over from that. I just have one issue on the way you said something about this topic being a nuclear, a nuclear type topic that leads into a lot of, uh, you know, I guess heated discussion. It could be. We're not coming from that perspective in our, in, our, in our demeanor and how we deal with this question because it's not a salvific issue. I would say if any topic is going to be nuclear in any kind of way, then we still should deal with that with a level of gentleness and respect how we talk about our, you know, what we believe in and how, why we believe it would be the issue of any kind of thing that is salvific in nature. Because some people have said that if you don't tithe, you're not saved, then that's going to be more nuclear than this particular subject, in my opinion, only on that small thing that I have a little uh, difference with the way you had phrased it. It's no big deal other than that that actually leads to a point that i didn't get to mention which i would like for you to touch on as well is and that is is that um even william lane craig has admitted that um maybe definitely more than 50 percent maybe 60 to 70 percent of pastors within the united states hold to young earth creationism and he is personally concerned about how that might present to an unbelieving world Mm -hmm. who might hold more scientific views but not only that, that the um, the um, hurtful debate, in-house debate that this leads to, because he's been attacked by some people such as um, Ken Ham, and that's why, you know... I understand. No, I trust me. I understand what I you mean. Hold, yeah. Yeah, we understand what you mean. We, we're familiar with it. Uh, yeah. So, Craig, uh, please, uh, Craig. Right. Well, I'm going to defend Eric. I think he described it properly. There are certain issues that are just, you know, you're going to get World War III on. I think you, Eric, rightly identified one. Another one would be eschatology, premillennialism versus all or post-mill. That's, that's a bloodbath often among Christians. And or Calvinism, Arminianism type debate. Those that things one, yeah. inevitably get, generate more heat than light. So I, I really appreciate what you're saying there, Eric. And, and you are right. In fact, that's what I thought of. I, I know that, you know, Ken Ham would argue that if if you don't hold his understanding and view of the book of Genesis, and the, certainly the first chapters, that you really compromise the gospel, if it, if not indeed undermine salvation. I, I don't agree okay. with that analysis. Yeah, okay. But 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 yeah, but you're definitely there. 
So let me just say this. I, I appreciate William Lane Craig. He's, he's clearly bright. I mean, uh, definitely. Uh, his book on the resurrection is, in English, is arguably the best one. I think there's something to write about in German and French, but, I mean, that's high praise. I mean, the guy's clearly a bright ball with dual doctorates. Um, so I have great respect for him. Uh, but I, none, I nonetheless, I respectfully disagree with uh, several of his positions. This would be one of them. Um, I, I, I don't buy into this. I also heard him try to explain how just, uh, one of these kids allegedly who died, but allegedly went to heaven, saw the Lord, and said some things that were clearly uh, unscriptural. And that the uh, the debate was, in fact, it was on this station on the on on the previous show, Drive Time show. The, the, the argument was, could this still be true nonetheless? And he came up with a view that's very intriguing about how people could basically say things that are wrong, but somehow still be true. And I, I give him, you know, an A for effort, but I, I didn't buy it at all. I don't hold to the, his view of middle knowledge and some number of things. Uh, and so, again, I, I want to be careful and give him the respect he's due. He's clearly one of, you know, the brightest bulbs we have. Um, but I've known a lot of bright bulbs because of what I do, and both as colleagues and as professors and what have you, and some of them are still bonkers. I mean, <laughs> being intelligent doesn't mean you have the right view. It just means you can be really good at presenting your view. <laughs> Presentation. So I, yeah, so I want to be careful here, but but I, I reject that. Now, let me just give you a, a parallel example and then try to button this up for now. There's more to your question, but I can't address all of it tonight. Uh, I think of someone like Kevin Van Hooser, who teaches at Trinity. Van Hooser's a bright guy as well, but I think he's bonkers in his theodrama approach to uh, hermeneutic of interpreting scriptures. I think he's bought into a lot of postmodern and uh, higher critical views, personally. I think he's wrong, flat-out wrong. I have no patience for his views. Is it? It's not that he's not intelligent. I just think he's wrong, and I think he's bought into some hermeneutical methods from higher critical views and mindsets. And, and so I think we need to distinguish between intelligence, uh, being intelligent, and even being very articulate in one's views, yet still being wrong on some matters. Now, again, I'm not saying Craig's not a Christian. Of course not. I think he is. And again, I think he's definitely he's formidable when it needs to interact with them. Sometimes the measure of a person isn't even so much that you agree with them. It's at least you respect them. You respectfully disagree, but you have to work through their views because they're that formidable. You can't really espouse your views without interacting with, with theirs. And so I want to give him that credit. But having said that, I've hung around so many. My colleagues are that bright, and I've hung around them, and or they've been my professors and what have you, and myself teaching over you know, 33 years at the great level. Some bright people, but I respectfully still disagree with them. So I think we need Professor to Professor Craig, can I, I ask you one question? Mm-hmm. Can I ask you one question? Can I Just ask you one, one question then? Specific yeah. about it. So um, a young earth creationist then, uh, I think what I would believe we would hold to is the built-in age of the universe, because one of the areas that you know William Lane Craig goes towards is because of his philosophy and, and, and work in really even in theoretical physics. Um, there is a there is a structure to the universe which uh, portrays age. So um, please, if you could comment on that. 
Yeah, and, and I, I'll come out in two last things. So I, I'm not faulting one for uh, holding an older view. I don't hold the theistic evolution, but I understand why a number of, of, of individuals, of believers and Christian thinkers and scholars, hold to an older view. I'm very sympathetic to many of the arguments, but... Uh, but I've got to tell you, I think you're right. The problem is here is there there is the built-in age factor. When Adam was one day old, did he look like a one-day-old baby? No. So I think that is, is implied in, in creation overall as well. So some of these things are just so difficult. That's why I'm willing to extend a lot of grace to both sides of the camp. Uh, I think godly, intelligent Christians disagree, and we should, first of all, weigh the biblical arguments. But not just someone's interpretation, but doing our own exegetical work and being faithful to the text as possible. And then, and only then, then and only then, after that, then I think we should look at nature and see what clues it might give us as to the age of... Uh, of the universe, if you will, the age of our solar system, of Earth, and what have you. And so, anyways, I think, I, but but I think the, the point you brought up is really important, and we have to factor that in. We can't operate on a uniformitarianism principle that things have, have, have always continued at the same rates of uniformly of decay and uh, what have you. Uh, we have every reason to believe that's not the case, such as during the Great Flood and so on and so forth. So these are all factors we have to take into consideration. My final salvo is simply godly, intelligent Christian disagree. What is Thess- Look, 1 Thessalonians 5.21 tells me to test. It's the word dokimazo. It is, to, it is to weigh, to judge, to discern. I think of in Acts 17, the brains were more noble than the Thessalonians, interestingly enough, once again, uh, because they searched the Scriptures, and the word there is anacrino, a form of the word to judge, crino. We're to weigh, we're to judge everything and what any Bible teacher, any scholar says, and the standard, though, is not X, Y, and Z, or ABC, or uh, our favorite, you know, doctor, professor, so-and-so, it's got to be Scripture, and I'll just end with that for at least now. Okay, Eric? Thanks. Right. Appreciate it. Appreciate you, Great Eric. question. Excellent question, Eric. You know, Craig, and I just want to be real clear, so correct me if I'm wrong. So this particular topic also leads people to contend that uh, since it's an in-house debate that some folks did not say, oh. well, how's it in-house? Oh, my. I mean, you know, that's, that was my whole premise about the nuclear thing, but I do understand the premise of any subject. That's why I use the subject of tithing. If someone says There's that tithing some- is that. Well, There's been some very uncharitable, and I always use the word vicious debates. Wow. I can't call them discussions with young Earth and old Earth, wow. where I've wow. seen some comments said and, and, and some impugning people's motives and their character and everything else. I don't, I don't fault people for being passionate about this. That's not my point. Yeah. As people know, I get pretty passionate about No, no. <laughs> I know, I know. It's a surprise, I know. But trust me, it's true. Mm. But 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 it's but when they start into the name calling yes. and the ad hominem, yeah, exactly. then you know what? I, I have no patience for that. That does not belong, and uh, that's not Christian character, and that's not scholarship. We start dropping uh, names like that. That's just wrong. Mm. Well, you know, it's interesting because you know there are godly godly men that hold to both sides of the camp. And, you know, like like you guys are talking about, to get it to a point where it, it, you're coming to someone's salvation, uh, then it's, it's you know, I say, wow. Yeah. And I, I like the example Craig used earlier when you talked about, you know, another topic is Calvinism and uh, how brutal and uh, 
people get beat up on that topic as well. I, I mean, we, we had a situation where, you know, it, it, it's to the point where when people spend all of their time and all of their energy just blasting individuals because of, let's just say, one or two points of Calvinism, it's it's pretty it's pretty sad because man, look at all that energy and yeah, it's okay to believe what you you know know yeah. what you believe on. Be believe. passionate, like Craig said. Yeah, but at passion. the same time, to spend all your time on something like that, and uh, I, I'm wondering, wow, that's energy that could be used towards the gospel. You know, and I'm going to say this, and I've said it before years ago, and uh, I'll repeat it so it can be up to date. That. Uh, it just reminds me of the whole issue about tongues and the spiritual gifts, uh, in particular tongues, how people take the spiritual gift of tongues and the way the Bible talks about it that God used to bring the Gentiles and the Jews together in this form of Christianity. We have taken it uh, in the modern day era when I first heard about it coming to Christianity back in the 70s, that they use that as making you a second class citizen. And if you don't speak in tongues, then you're not saved. That's what I was talking about. Now, yes, all that, Whoa. anything that brings it to that is sure. nuclear. Yeah. So I would agree with Eric and you and everybody else. That's nuclear. So you say if somebody's not saved because of a non-selfific issue, boom, then that's it. Well, well, Craig, you know, people who are listening may be interested in this topic. I know, uh, is it Ken, is Ham? Ken Ham, I think it is. And, mm-hmm. Answers and, in Genesis. Right. And what, what would be another uh, book or a good book where someone could um, hear and read the arguments on, on both sides? Well, I have a bibliography they want for free. They can just email us, and I'll send them a whole list of some of the best books. Um, but Hugh Ross would be an example of someone who holds an old earth view, the fr- fingerprint of God. Uh, that would be another one. There, I mean, there's just a number. There's dozens of phenomenally good books. I, I think even the older material by Dwayne Gish or Henry Morris. No, those are young earth, those kind of classical books on these subjects. And very good material from that perspective. And, and Hams, I think he does a great job of representing a young Earth view. Uh, but again, someone like a Hugh Ross, and uh, they're just, uh, Young Blood has done a commentary on Genesis, and they debate specifically the old Earth, new Earth uh, from the book of Genesis. So again, I, I, I was making the point, I was teaching in the class today, and, and I was hammering on those of us who claim to be Protestants or attend a Protestant church, but we've gotten so far away from that. We tend to get into hero worship and our favorite professor, our favorite uh, teacher. And I mean, I'm not knocking people for respecting, you know, certain teachers and some more than others for their erudition, their depth of, of, of insight and what have you. But Bottom line, if you're a Protestant, you better be faithful to Scripture. And and I have a commitment, not in some childish sense, but in a radical epistemological sense, to the Word of God. I, I've studied with, I mean, phenomenal world-class scholars, and I've taught with them, and so on and so forth. But at the end of the day, we're all human. We make mistakes. God's the only one left on my check who doesn't make mistakes. I believe the Word of God, the Bible, is the sole ultimate standard. And I believe as Christians, as Protestants, those who claim to be, we need to get back to this and knock off the hero worship and, oh, well, my pastor, you know, right or wrong, or my favorite professor, no matter what he says. I, I remember, 
I'm not even going to mention the issue because it will bias my comments, but I remember listening to Walter Martin, and I was so enthralled. I was so blessed <laughs> when I discovered him on the radio because he was addressing so many of the questions I had as a young person going to university. I had all these questions, was getting blasted in my faith, such as a philosophy and classical history major, and discovering Martin was such a breath of fresh air. But I remember on one view, uh, and again, it doesn't matter for these purposes right now, uh, he held the view that uh, that I actually hadn't even heard of and I was not familiar with. And I remember thinking to myself something like this. This guy is so good. He's obviously very well-educated, really smart, great speaker. How could he be so wrong on this issue? (laughs) And the point is, I assumed that he was wrong because I obviously was right. Indeed, indeed, (laughs) indeed, indeed. I'll say this, PCH and Brian and listening audience, that all this passion we're talking about, I wish we'd be a little bit more passionate on a caller last week, Jonathan's issues in our life and the issues that Monica was bringing up about our personal issues. How about some real live passion on those issues and, and some real live passion in our earnestly, effectively, fervently, fervently, fervently pray in the way we pray and communicate with God. How about some passion in that area of PCH and Brian? What say you? You know, two, we got two minutes left in the top of the hour. No, totally, totally agree with that, Daryl. You know, we we talk about all the time, First uh, Thessalonians five twenty one, test all things, and we always say, what do we test it by? We test it by the Word of God, and I'm going to take it one more step further. We test it by the Word of God in its proper context. Yes, because there are people that'll just take this word and just twist it all over the place. So when we test it by the Word of God, we need to test it by the Word of God in its proper context. PCH, any quick thoughts before we go to the top of our break? No, I think Brian said it well. He said it very well. Ladies and gentlemen, listen, if you want to participate, Keith and Mary are going to get to your call on the other side of the break, so bear with us. Thank you for calling in. And if you want to join Keith and Mary in the queue to get your call answered by our best teammate, that's Eric. Mr. Eric, the, the 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 gentle giant, as it were, because he'll make it feel like it's a small world if you give him a call at triple eight nine nine five 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 two. What you laughing at, Brian? The number is triple eight nine nine five 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 two. Craig, I don't know why Brian's there. He's smiling. Triple eight nine nine five 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 two. If you want to feel as we're all one in a small world, Eric has a good act in doing that. So triple eight nine nine five 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 two. Everything else is Bible Info Brokers. Bible Info Brokers. Facebook, email, Twitter. A messenger, Brian. Yes, yes. <laughs> hey, and I do want to say during this break time or during this short break, like Daryl said, he gave you the number. Give us a call. We know you have questions out there. We're not going to bite. We're just going to give you. Uh, we're going to give you the answers by God's word. Well, I don't know, Professor. He's been pretty passionate today, and you know, he, he sounds a little rough, rough and ready today. Uh, PCH, you all right, brother? You, you know, what, Craig, take a break right now. Please do. I talked to the union rep. Take your break right now, sir, and come back on the other side of the break. We'll be back with more questions and answers. I'll give you a privileged position to do. If you come back after your break, Craig, I have something important for you to do, and it's going to be your privilege, okay? Promise? He's probably gone already. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we coming to the top of our break. We're going to take a break right now. Be back with more of the Bible Information Brokers with Brian Allen, Professor Craig Hawkins, Eric, Jared, make it happen to us. Give us that sound out music, and we'll be back after these messages. 